All righty, welcome to uh, another edition of the, the glorious and the, the best podcast the Never Ending Glory has to offer. That's right, it's the College Pod. I got the full installment uh, of all the talent here. This is Sean Z. I'm doing duty for Shill's voice, which is still wrecked from uh, I think we all know what. So we're heading into the week ten games, um, fellas. How you how you doing tonight? Ready to go. We're rolling on our picks. Let's go. I'll tell you what. I got a couple of winning weeks. The last couple of weeks, I'm I'm on a torrid pace catching up. Torrid pace, and he's sixty one and sixty nine. Hey, uh, it's not where you're going. It's where you've been. You know. Isn't it the that's, opposite? Yeah, that's yes, terrible. it is. <laughs> uh, Nick and Akron, what do you got? I mean, I, I'm. Voice is just trying to get through this. I probably sound awesome. Um, my HIPAA case, which we didn't get to cover because the last pod wasn't released, is still in effect. Okay, me and my we already team said are going it's a defamation that. of character. It's a defamation. Of Man, character. dude, you you sound like you've been smoking a skin flute for a bit. <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised we got Nick in Akron. I thought he'd be all geared up for the Akron Whiteout uh, for the big game coming. Um, I don't know who they're playing. I don't care. But I'm sure he'll have a take. Um, what's up with the the zippers this weekend or week? I, or, I don't even know when the hell they're playing. Uh, they're playing right now. I'm actually too far away from the TV, so I'm watching the Temple uh, UCF game. I teased Northern Illinois down to a pick with uh, the San Diego Chargers. Uh, with the uh, that was a recommendation from our boy Reggie, and um, they were up 14-7. So I'll have to check in on that, but. They're garbage. It's pouring down rain. It's the lowest over-under uh, in two and a half years of 37. So there's no no way that it's going to be on my TV right now. Wow. After just sending a whole math tweet about teasers and everything, and he goes and jumps on one within the same day. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. you got to be sadistic to do a Northern Illinois Chargers <laughs> teaser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might need to get a couple. You might need to talk to a therapist or something, man. I mean, Jesus. All right, so we're going to dive in. We're going to hit playoff picture, and then we're going to touch on, uh, you know, our favorite segment maybe of the entire year. Um, playoff picture, what do you guys got? Anything changed really from last week other than um, we're just going to have to to see what shakes out here with Bama and LSU this weekend? I don't think much has changed. One of the comments that I heard from the Oregon AD, Rob Mullins, who heads that committee, um, is that he said it's – it's all of the above when they ask what's most important, whether it's the whether it's the way a team looks or their resume. And I think that's kind of a crock of shit because if you watch week by week, those those guys have no consistency. It, some teams, their resume matters. Some teams, it's, it's how they look. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, anybody that continues to bitch about the system, the only thing that really matters is there's four teams in now instead of two. So 
Um, there's not going to be any consistency. It's still all subjective. That's kind of my. I do find it. it fascinating. You know, back when it was Florida State and post a national title year, they had that ball control or game control term. You don't even hear that anymore. Uh, it is funny that Bama's just a surefire one when historically it was like, well, you have to play people. And who has Bama played this year thus far? Not to say they're they they're not the best team, but. Uh, I do find it rather funny. It's not certainly body of work because they haven't played anybody worth a shit. I think the best defense they played is ranked ninetieth. Their and best, yeah, yeah. No, their best wins A and M, which I think you were getting ready to say. So, but that's a great example of for Alabama. All that matters is the eye test. Their resume doesn't matter. It's just the eye test at this point. But for other teams, we're talking about Notre Dame's resume, and we're talking about LSU's resume. It's just it's all subjective. Show anything to add or? Uh... Uh, well, my thing is, it's all going to figure itself out. Um, Oak, uh, Big 12 needs Notre Dame to lose. And then um, obviously the Big 10 winner here is hoping for LSU to lose because I, I really think Ohio State, Michigan, I think it's pretty obvious the if it's one loss and one of them are in the winner of that game if they win the Big 10. And then, um, yeah, really, the the Big 12, whoever comes out of there, I mean, they're just hoping for Notre Dame to get a loss is where, where it's at. So if Notre Dame runs the table, there's, it, 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 we're down to one spot, and it's probably the Big Ten champion if it's Michigan or Ohio State. Well, the other fascinating aspect, and we'll get into this a little further, but all these other big conferences, namely the Big, big 12 or the Big Ten, are rooting for Alabama to win out because otherwise, if they were to lose in the SEC championship game or even during the season here – that spells doom for them and another scenario of last year, which is fascinating if it actually does play out, which will only push things more towards a six- or eight-teamer. So that might be the one angle to watch um, kind of at a bigger picture here heading into this weekend other than just enjoying the games at hand. Here we go. So well, let's dive into the games at hand. Um, We'll, we'll hold off on our little segment and throw it up within game four here. So we'll get right into it. Fresh off a of bye, the line has moved tremendously. It's opened around 24. It's at 17 and a half. It's the Buckeyes at home taking on Scott Frost, Nebraska team. Farky, out of the gate, what do you got? I don't think there's any chance that a loss is in play here. I think they cover, but... I'm going to be more concerned about whether they start to tackle, how they run the ball. Last two games, they've had two games under 100 yards rushing, which is just incredible to think about considering they have two talented running backs in that backfield. Uh, One thing, last year they got that terrible loss against Iowa. They came back and played almost a perfect game against Michigan State, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they do bounce back this year. Uh, the only the only thing that would maybe concern me a little bit on the offensive side of the ball for Nebraska is that they've really now established a, a pretty consistent passing game where they're putting up pretty heavy numbers. So the only chance Nebraska has, I think, to keep this thing real close is to throw the ball deep and to throw it early. But other than that, I'm taking the Buckeyes easy here. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Farkey. Um, I've been totally against Nebraska. I said they sucked from the beginning of the season, don't care about Scott Frost, and they have sucked all season. Um, what are they coming into Ohio State with a big win over Bethune-Cookman? I don't give a shit. Give me the Buckeyes off the bye. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I Where this line op- opened and where it's been kind of bet down to is, is puzzling to me. Maybe show you've got kind of some thoughts or, or an angle with that, but... Um, 
you know, I, I kind of see 21 plus. So, you know, there's there's value in in what the line moved. So I'm taking the Buckeyes here to uh, to cover at home. Thing is, Nebraska's taken on a lot of money the last two, three weeks. So there's some professional group that really loves them. Uh, if you guys remember, was it Northwestern game? It opened at nine and it went all the way down mm-hmm. to three. And then Nebraska yeah. won. So, and they, they've been on the right side uh, betting this down. So, since it is under 21, um, I don't know if you guys know Urban's ATS record off a of bye, but it's pretty pretty damn good. So, anything under 21, I'll take Ohio State with you guys. Moving on, we'll go um, to my neck of the woods, my squad. I got the Knowles traveling up to, um, to NC State. NC State's going to lay nine. And candidly with this one um, – I just think it's too many points. I think you're going to see a, a quarterback change for Florida State. I think their offense is going to get a little bit of a burst from James Blackman. He's going to run it on an RPO. What a novel idea where Francois has been, been a little um, skittish uh, with his knee and coming back from an injury last year. So I, I just think at this point where things stand, I'd be a little concerned. NC State went up and down on Syracuse, but – NC State defense was atrocious. I think it allows Florida State to get a little bit of momentum, and Florida State's defense uh, should be able to find enough stops on on Finley and company. So I like the nine here. I'll take the Knowles on the road. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's too many points. Uh, North Carolina State doesn't run the ball well, so uh, they're going to be one-dimensional, which makes them a little more predictable. Sean, the totals come down a little bit, and I think from what you just said, I like the over. I don't know about you. What, what's the number? Um... We can come back to it, but uh, maybe something for us to kind of circle back on later, too. So, Farky, what do you got? I had NC State here, and I flipped my pick because when I saw you all three had FSU, we've picked against them all season long. There's no chance I'm being a blocker on this game this week. So, that's my take. I'm rolling with you guys. Nader. Yeah, is Blackman definitely starting the game, Sean? For sure. No, but from everything that I've heard, he's teed up. All right. Yeah, you know, Finley's concerned me the last couple of weeks. Um, I know th- he threw for a lot of yards last last week at a bad interception. He's thrown three picks last two games. Um, man, this I'll tell you what, these running backs are just not – the rushing attacks are not good for either of these teams. I see a lot of airing it out. I just – I like Florida State getting the – what is it, nine and a half? Is that what we're talking nine. about? Nine. Um, I'm just kind of not sold on NC State like I was earlier in the year, obviously coming off these two losses, um, and I'm not going to ruin it for everybody else, so give me the Seminoles. There we Sean, go. your over-under is 53. Okay, that might be something. Let's let's table that and maybe come back around to it. Uh, next game up, A&M off of a loss on the road, Auburn. Auburn's laying four. Uh, I know I saw Gus Malzahn doing the uh, CBS circuit or SCC network circuit over over the weekend. So anytime he's doing that, uh, he's more worried about how he's looking on TV and keeping his job than he is preparing. And um, that's leading me towards my pick. But Memphis, Matt, what do you got? I love when we were doing these picks earlier, one of the pod uh, – uh, uh, workers here had um, I hate this game um, that actually reflects my my opinion of it um, you know I think Texas A&M gets a bounce back win here man they looked bad last week and we were all on them um, really thought they would pull that game out and just they look like shit but I think they bounce back here I'm not a big fan of Auburn um, so give me A&M on the road getting four 
Yeah, I'm the same way. I got this, the same spot here. I think this is a nice bounce back spot for Jimbo um, and Mun to, to have a better game. So I'm taking AM. Chill. Yeah, I think the one thing here um, with AM, if they if they can protect Mon and control Auburn's front, I think they win because AM's going to stuff them on the run, and I just don't trust Stidham right now. That, that, that offense sucks. I'm going to take AM as well. Fargy. Yeah, this is this is for me the toughest game I had on here. It was the last one that I filled in. Um, I think you know Trevion Williams tailback for uh, A and M. He had a pretty tough game last week against Mississippi State. Um, that's a pretty tough front. I think he has a bounce back game. I think as a team they have a bounce back game. I think Kellamond and uh, Jared Sinem are pretty similar or evenly matched when you look at the passing games for both these two teams. So. Uh, really, they're two evenly matched teams with capable defenses. I'm going to take A&M here kind of reluctantly. I like the fact that you all three took them as well, so give me the Aggies. Another consensus, two out of three out of the gate, and uh, one dog, one favorite. So bucking maybe a little bit of our historical trends. Next up, all right, rub your hands together. We got no. Michigan State at Maryland. Maryland's getting three at home. And obviously the big story is Nick and Akron. Take it away. If you guys follow this pod a lot, this is our best time when we just he gone people. I think the most excited we've been is when Butch Jones, we finally got to drop that bomb. But with DJ Durkin, I, I, I won't speak for all of you, but this is the most excited I've been to touch this button. He gone. He gone. Gone. What a scumbag. Um... Anyways, I'm uh, torn here. Well, I actually shouldn't say I'm not torn. I'm in a tough spot. I am. So when the news came out that they were keeping him, and I heard word that you know I saw the tweets and everything that they were, some players were walking out of the meeting that they had. I pounded Michigan State minus one and a half. Now that he's been fired, I totally flip flop. So now I got to go back over the top. Um, lines anywhere from two and a half to three here. So I'm hoping to get a three and then. You know, it's hoping to drink the juice or maybe get real lucky with the. Oh, you were hoping to drink. You know, drinking with, the juice, all right. <laughs> uh. With the two or three point win, but um, yeah, I I just think Maryland comes out motivated here. Michigan State off a big win. Um, I'm gonna take Maryland here. The line we have for the sheet uh, is three, so we're just gonna go off that. I'm gonna take Maryland plus three. Farky. Yeah, that Durkin's a fucking scumbag, man. Think about think about that shit storm that's been going. I know I had to do. Know, subway with the players passing and i also heard that they beat the shit out of the punter in uh practice on tuesday so that's a, another interesting dynamic to how this team's uh trending into saturday i'm going to take michigan state here uh, my thought is they came off a solid win against purdue last week uh, is maryland going to score 30 points because i think they, they need to get up to 30 not to get blown out here uh, michigan state's only given up 30 once uh, they have a nice tailback in Javon Leak. I don't think he's going to be able to penetrate that Michigan State D. Um, don't really think it matters who starts a quarterback for Michigan State. And I guess if I'm D'Antonio as a long shot, these teams are all at the beginning of the season shooting to win the title. Um, they have a zero margin for error outside shot of still being in play in the Big Ten East, and he's probably playing in that a little bit. So give me Michigan State here. Nader. I'm with Farkey. I'm going the opposite way of Shill on this uh, new coaching staff. Um, I Maryland is five and zero and scoring th- over thirty points this year. 
Um, they're 0-3 in their other games. They're averaging just under 12 points a game. Michigan State's got a pretty good defense. It's a sad state of affairs when we're talking about D'Antonio coming off a big win over Purdue. Uh, my one concern about this game is the Michigan State quarterback, um, for the listeners that didn't watch him play last week, Rocky Lombardi, he looks like a total bag of dicks. So that's my problem with him. But I'm taking Michigan State here. Um, Spartans go back-to-back weeks with a win. Huh. Um, I, my comments, my notes were simple. Four words, rally around the Hegon. And obviously we know the Hegon is one word, so that's how that's four. And now that I hear Farky's little anecdote, I would double down on that more. I love a team kicking the shit out of the punter. That means we ain't punting this coming week. Let's go. Shill, what do you got? I'm with you. We're riding Maryland. Well, I, started, I, I started. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Uh, next up, Cuse heading to Wake. Wake's uh, getting six and a half. Farky, what do you got in this one? I like Wake here. I think uh, I don't think that Syracuse is going to generate the number of turnovers they need to. Uh, Wake's going to be in the end zone. I don't think uh, defense special teams is going to help Syracuse out like it has kind of saved them earlier in the year. Um, first and second downs have been an issue for Syracuse defense. And... Wake hasn't been particularly good against the pass. Syracuse has been able at times that they've had success to air the ball out, so I'm going to hope that they're going to be able to hold there as well. Give me Wake. Nader. Yeah, most of this year I've actually uh, taken Syracuse uh, with the spread, but I'm going to fade them here. They're not a great road team. They actually lost to Western Michigan on the road. Or, I'm sorry, they beat Western Michigan. They lost to Pitt on the road. They got uh, beat by Clemson. And I think this is a good spot. They're coming off, you know, another decent win over NC State. Um, I really like Wake getting the six and a half. And I wouldn't be surprised if Wake pulls a little upset here. Uh, Put a little pixie dust on that old money line for uh, Memphis Matt. (laughs) Um, I'm going the opposite way. I'm taking cues here. Uh, I I, I feel like Wake, um, they're kind of up and down. And I think they're kind of due for a stinker here. Syracuse is going to score. They'll have the best player on the field. Um, with, with Dungy, so I'm taking the Cuse in this one. So. Yeah, I – dude, Wake's D is so bad. Um, I don't like the spot for Cuse. They just became bowl eligible, big win, uh, then on the road. But, man, I, I really think Syracuse is going to score well here. So, I'm with you. I'm going to take Cuse. Next up, big game, SEC East on the line. We've got Georgia laying eight and a half. We have this at eight and a half or nine, show. Uh, sheet says nine. I th- let me. See I know we we bet this earlier in the week. I know we posted that out. Georgia's at Kentucky. Um, we're consensus across the board here, so so not much. I mean, we're all going to have the kind of similar point. So I think what did we net out on for the bet? Do we know? Uh, the current line's eight and a half. Uh, we actually took it at minus nine. We were texting with each other, and you know my thing was it's not getting to seven. If anything, it's going to go back over ten. Even though. Did open at 12, so we just figured we'd grab this number now at minus 9 and, you know, just be safe that it doesn't get, go back over 10. You guys didn't have any other takes to this? Um, I don't really have anything else to add. No. No. Next up, uh, just a Big Ten slobber knocker, one that we know Memphis, Matt, will, will thoroughly enjoy. We got Iowa uh, fresh off of just an idiotic loss to Penn State because of a, a total gaffe by Stanley or Fant. 
near the near the goal line there with about five six minutes to go against Penn State. They're going to Purdue. Purdue's the favorite at home, uh, laying three. I, I'm just taking the points, Stanley. I think Iowa's got better talent, um, so I'll I'll take the points here, even though it's it's probably a goofy spot and they're coming off a horrible loss. Shill. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I trust Iowa a little more than Purdue. I will say I hate this game, and um, if you are going to bet this, just uh, monitor Stanley's hand injury because uh, he's questionable right now uh, whether he plays or not. He, w- w- he wasn't effective at all. Uh, I think Memphis Matt will touch on this, but yeah, he, he looked even more atrocious after the hand injury. Fargy. I'm with you guys. Another uh, consensus here. I'm with Iowa. Well, Memphis Matt still needs to go, but I have Iowa here. Uh, I think Purdue's chances are slim in this game. Uh, you know, lost last week, didn't do anything against Michigan State. It's a must win if they stay alive in the Big Ten West. But regardless of that, um, Iowa's got a massive game coming up next week against first place Northwestern. So um, I don't think they're going to get caught looking ahead. I think they're going to stay focused, stay on path. Give me Iowa here. Memphis, Matt, yeah. wrap it up. Last week, I was the recipient of a text from somebody on this uh, this pod that said, you know what, guys, Nate Stanley really isn't that bad at all. Oh. And then, then he went on. At one point, I think he was 11 for 33. And, uh, you know, his, and, you know I, Nick Schill's using his uh, hand injury as, a, as an excuse. He stunk all week last week. He was terrible. But like uh, Sean Z said, I was just got more talent. Um, I... I Love them getting points here. So give me Iowa. Give me AC Slater. Give me the give me the Hawkeyes. Give me corn. Oh yeah. There you go. Actually 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 my take was worse. I said Nate Stanley's in NFL. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh Oh, my God. God. And and the thing is is this is what happens when he doesn't drink. He gets senile when he doesn't drink in the weekends. So thankfully we'll get some more fireball induced takes and get back to normal this coming weekend, right? Right, Nick Packer. Shell, do you actually like sit on like an like a recliner and just sip on Fireball? Uh, no, okay. no, but uh, I, I I have put him in the uh, what what's that Reds drink? Fantastic! Oh my god! I mean, how big is the patio on your trailer? <laughs> he rents the trailer, so no it's not his. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're, we're, we're going to the Big 12. We're going Hulk. Hulk's on the road, taking on Texas, who's a favorite by two in this one. Show what he got. Uh, I'm going to zigzag here. No shock to anybody else. I still don't think West Virginia uh, very good. I think Texas is going to have the same game plan they had against Oklahoma. I think they're going to pound the ball, try to keep Greer off the field. My one concern is Texas does not get after the quarterback, so – if they can't, Greer's going to have all day to, you know, pick them apart. So that's my only concern there. Um, just really like the spot here, even though Herman is a favorite. is uh, He's atrocious, but I'll lay the two here. I'm going to take Texas. Margie. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go West Virginia. The, the big question is obviously how's Texas going to, to rebound against last week's loss where uh, Herman was about to get his ass beat at midfield by uh, <laughs> by Mr. Gundy. Um Texas does have a physical running game. Uh, other than Iowa State, I think West Virginia's held up pretty well, which is, we've mentioned this before, their defense has played uncommonly well this year. Uh, I think they're going to air it out. Texas secondary is going to be in some trouble, and I think they're going to be able to, to win this game outright in Texas. So give me West Virginia. Memphis, Matt? 
Yeah, I like Texas here, and I can't believe we're most of us here are going against the hog. And has anyone noticed the hogs hogs hair these last three oh. four weeks have it's actually morphed into like it's almost like it's it's a symbiote like it's living outside his body. It's, it's just not. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's right it's now. Ernie McCracken. He's literally I mean, full <laughs> on Ernie McCracken. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I think Texas has a bounce back week here. Gets the win at home by more than a field goal, so give me Texas. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing here. I just don't trust West Virginia on the road um, as the schedule starts to toughen here. Um, I'm taking the Longhorns. I also, last week, they had their two starting corners suspended. Those guys are back. I think they ended up still playing, but um, I'm checking here, and I don't see anybody, uh, you know, questionable or or uncertain so uh, assuming those guys are back i think that'll help them on the back end and uh hopefully they can dial up enough to to get some stops and and, you know greer's been spotty at times this year he's kind of he's had some games where he's been a little sloppy and i come back to that iowa state performance and i just wonder if this is more of the same so i'm taking the longhorns in this one Good point, Sean. Let me. Um, th- those corners were out the first quarter, and that was very evident in the first quarter if you watch the game. So, good point there with the corners. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Penn State heads to uh, to Ann Arbor. They take on take on Michigan. Michigan's laying ten and a half. Um, Farky, what's your take here? This will be interesting. I like I like the fact that Michigan's a home team here uh, because I like them to win the game. They're in a unique position that they haven't been in many times under Harbaugh. They're starting to get some pretty good exposure nationally. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, I think they've, they've certainly continued to stay settled in on defense. Uh, they've done some things offensively where Shea Patterson's been able to be effective, where he was a little inconsistent earlier in the season. Uh, ten and a half for me, though, is just we're going to go too many points. So I'm going to stick with Penn State here. Uh to stay within the line, but I like Michigan to win the game. I like Michigan's chances the rest of the season, uh, probably out into even Columbus, and uh, we'll go from there. Penn State. Memphis. Yeah, uh, Sean Z, are they, is Michigan 7-1? and one? Are you knocking on the door of getting your over? They are 8-1, and one, aren't they? So you're, so you're knocking on your door right now. The, the, over, the over's coming this weekend. I mean, great, great bet by Sean Z to all you listeners. Anybody, I'm getting compliments from Shill. I'm getting them from Memphis. Matt, the world is coming to an end. Well, hey, I already hit my my under bet of the year, game five. So you know, I already made our listeners some money with that under on the Washington season total. But um, Sean Z's knocking on the door here. I actually, I don't like this game that much. I definitely won't be betting it. Um, But I, I think Penn State's the right side, getting ten and a half. you know, they actually sh- they shouldn't have won the game last week. Uh, but I think they have a nice little bounce back week here, maybe lose by um, a touchdown somewhere in that range. I think Michigan's the clear team, the Big Ten. Um, like Farky said, he'll touch on that further. But I got a feeling we got some problems coming into Columbus here in, in a few weeks. But um, I'm going to take Penn State as it stands right now. We'll touch on that one in a couple weeks. I, I can't believe I'm going to be like having to flip around a couple times, namely in this game. I'm taking Penn State here. I like the points. Um, my whole thing comes down to I just don't trust Michigan to be able to score enough to, to keep this far, far enough away that McSorley can't kind of get a little bit gamey and, and get inside 10 points here. So I'm, I'm taking the Nately Lions in this one. Chill. Uh, Michigan 7-1, by the way. Um, 
I'll be honest, I don't like this game over 10. I just I, I don't see how Penn State gets 17, guys. Yeah, yeah, I am concerned Michigan won't, won't get to 28 in that aspect, but I, I really see. I really think you've got to see the same game plan you saw against Ohio State uh, with Penn State where McSorley's got to run and just run for his life. I just think Michigan's defense is too good. I, I think Penn State's going to really struggle to score. Um, if it's 10 or under, I'm going to bet Michigan at 10.5. It's kind of a no play for me, but I'm going to take Michigan for the pot. All right, moving on. We head to the ACC and a real barn burner here. You know, the upstart Boston College, uh, six and two, same line with against the spread, goes to Virginia Tech, one of my my under t- picks um, on losses. They're four and three. They're getting two points at home. Memphis, Matt, what do you got? I don't really have a take other than I'm just going to talk about the lunch pail real quick again. <laughs> um, I don't have a lunch pail because I'm an adult. So, like, if I do take my lunch to work, I put it in Tupperware or just wrap it in aluminum foil because I'm not a loser. Um, so, that being said, give me Boston College. Riveting. Uh, I'm taking Boston College myself. I'm just simply going off the fact that Vatek's been ravaged with injuries, suspensions, and just overall feces since the Florida State. They go to 4-4, four and four and they would be one win or one more loss away, I believe, from from hitting their under, so I would have hit both my over and under because we know the inevitability of the Michigan one. So uh, I'm taking BC here, just you know, right on the doorstep of uh, Virginia Tech's demise. Show. I kind of wanted to fade BC off their uh, red bandana game, which uh, usually has had success. Pretty emotional aspect um, with that win over Miami. I I just can, Virginia Tech's defense is so bad. Um, I'm not betting this game, uh, the side. I do already have a bet on the over 57.5. I just think Boston College is going to run for days, and Virginia Tech has a decent offense. I just don't like the spot here off the emotional win and then traveling to Blacksburg. But um, for the pod here, I will take Boston College. Farky. I'm just going to get super specific here and say I like like BC probably like 28 to 27, so I'm going to take Virginia Tech to to stay with it too. Uh, they're lucky to be three and one in, in the ACC. I don't think Dylan goes crazy for BC this week. I think he's maybe around 125, 130 yards, not enough for a blowout. Uh, Tech has thrown the ball pretty well. Uh, they've protected him well offensively on the line. However, Boston College is third in the nation in sacks. Uh, so there's, you know what, to hell with it. I'm flipping it. I'm going Boston College. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Um, and it, you know what's bad is every time I hear Dylan, I think of Dylan from Predator when he's like when Arnold says, "Dylan, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I can't do it with it with only two points. It's basically a, a win loss for Boston College. I don't see how Virginia Tech wins. So give me this. There you have it. Uh, we'll go to the next game. We've got a consensus across the board. Uh, Mizzou's heading to Florida. Florida off a tough loss against Georgia, where they kind of maybe quit a little bit down the stretch there, or at least. Um, didn't didn't get kind of what they needed to the last six, seven minutes of that game. Overall, though, Dan Mullen called a great game. Um, I, we all have Florida here. You guys have any takes? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, it was a rough loss for Florida. It was, it was, it was even a worse loss for Mizzou, uh, the way they lost to Kentucky. So True. I think that's going to affect them more. I don't know how they get off the mat. Um, I heard this on a podcast today. You guys ready for this? Drew Locke. Against Power 5 teams that are non that do not make a bowl, he has 64 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Power 5 teams that are bowl eligible, 21 touchdowns, 
28 interceptions. So he just feasts off these bad teams. Florida defense is too good. It's also a revenge game. Um, Missouri won 45-16 to 16 last year. So I've already bet Florida. I uh, really like this game. There you go. You guys have anything yeah. else? Well, Florida has Felipe. <laughs> God, he's ugly. Yeah, he is hideous. Uh, we'll move on. We're going um, out west. The Utes are heading to Herm Country, taking on Arizona State. Who's getting seven in this one? Um, we're going to go right back to your show. What do you got in this one? Not, I'm not betting this game, um, but I will take the home dog here. I'll take Arizona State. Utah's off a couple tough games back-to-back, so um, kind of like the points here. I hate the travel spot for Utah. I'm going to take the plus seven. Farky. Yeah, you know where I've been with where I've stood with Herm all season. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on his side in this game either. Utah and Sean, you called it from the beginning of the season. I think they were your underdog team, overachieving team. They've they've played really well, and uh, I think they can pretty much play with anyone in that conference. So to stick within a touchdown, Arizona State for that line, even on the road, I, I like it. I think. They move the ball well offensively. They play well defensively. They, they're a little better at home than on the road, but uh, it, we're not we're not taking some big travel trip here. So give me Utah to cover that seven. Memphis. Show you talk about travel spots like Arizona's Saudi Arabia to Utah. Like they're hopping <laughs> on a plane and flying for fifteen hours. I mean, can you? I mean, you're out west. It's about he's as close looking, as it he, gets. But you got to remember, he's used to hitching rides from truckers and and like basically keeping his head down the whole ride, just bobbing, just, just seeing if he seeing if he can borrow their flashlight for an hour. God, right. you're disgusting. He's got no concept of like travel. Oh God, I mean, I just can't believe I'm doing this. I cannot believe that I'm gonna. Oh, God. Give me Arizona State at home. I hate betting Herm Edwards. I really do, but I love the home dog, so give me the Sun Devils. Oh, I love the home dog here. Um, I think this is where you can get a little Memphis Matt sprinkle going. I'm taking uh, Arizona State in this one. Next up, big game. Uh, huge game playoff implication-wise. We got the Irish. They're heading to Northwestern. Northwestern's getting nine and a half. Uh, Farky, what do you got in this one? So how about Northwestern being in control of the Big Ten West? Unbelievable. Wow. And this game's it got no bearing on that whatsoever. None. So here's the thing. I've read that Northwestern's the game for them to keep a lookout for, to you know not be that bump in the road. I'm not buying it. I like Notre Dame here, especially under 10. Uh, blowout, maybe not. Uh, Northwestern's established the run a little bit. I don't think it's going to matter that Notre Dame defensive line has been has been really superb pretty much all season. They've got such a balanced offensive attack now with being able to run the ball. Uh, look at uh, who's the running back they got back. Is that Dexter Williams? Yeah. I, I don't think – I just don't see how Northwestern can stay with me. So give me Notre Dame here. Memphis, Matt? Yeah, it's not like I'm some psychic, but I've been talking about how – Northwestern earlier in the year I thought was a sleeper for the Big Ten. Uh, but that doesn't matter here. I I don't like them in this spot. I think Notre Dame rolls in on an easy, I mean, you know, on an easy travel spot, Shill. Easy travel. I mean, Jesus. You know, it's easy for them to make it on over to Chicago. But I like Notre Dame uh, minus the 9.5. I like Notre Dame 31-17, so give me the Irish. 
I'm going the other way here. I'm taking Northwestern. I think this is just a game that they'll get up for. Uh, I do think um, you know Notre Dame is going to be able to, to be much more physical. But I, there were some spots in that Navy game where it's just there's a little level of inconsistency. I think this is a, a kind of a, a tricky um, little game for Notre Dame as well because there's some big names still ahead. But this is probably their toughest game. So I'm going to take Northwestern in the points here. Show. For the record, Notre Dame did travel to San Diego and back to South Bend, and now they are on on the road again. So yeah, you ever heard of the West Coast? A little bit more traveling, you would think. Memphis, Matt, a little jet lagged. <laughs> um, Northwestern's one dimensional; uh, they cannot run the ball. And I think you guys noticed with the Stanford game with those big receivers, Notre Dame secondary is, is pretty good there. <sighs> I wish the line was seven; uh, I would have jumped on that. I kind of like the over fifty-three just because Northwestern's going to throw the ball a lot. But the fact that um, you know this might Northwestern has I one deck. If they win, they win the Big Ten West because they'll have the tiebreaker over everybody over everybody on that side. So I'm gonna take Notre Dame here. I'm gonna lay the points. I kind of like the over as well. Um, I just I don't like laying the nine and a half there. The cow pasture and the three. Foot I do grass, like that you're playing the um, schedule game a little here. bit too. That I enjoy that, especially coming from you. Next up, the big game of the weekend, Bama, uh, the invincible Alabama heads to Baton Rouge. LSU's getting 14.5 at home. Uh, That's, in my opinion, a key number, but uh, let's see what you guys think. Memphis, Matt. I will readily admit that I am on the incorrect side of this bet to start the bet. Um, LSU's (laughs) LSU's a really good atmosphere, especially at 8 o'clock at night. Um, I just got real concerns about how LSU is going to score the ball. Um, and I just, I don't see them getting past 14. Um, and I know, I damn well know that Alabama is going to get to 31 or more. I just, I don't see how LSU keeps it within this number. So give me Bama on the road. Yeah, I'm going the other way. I, I, Bama's defense to me is not invincible or certainly hasn't shown that way. I think the thing with Bama is is I think they might get hit in the mouth a little bit here. If LSU can get to halftime, then they get the Devin White return, which will be a boost for them. So I think it's all about kind of just, you know, doing a couple things, getting a little quirky or tricky early on, um, and and kind of just letting the atmosphere hopefully kind of carry some momentum into the second half. And then you kind of wear on Bama and see what happens when they, they kind of play a close game. They haven't played one. They haven't even played into the second half. So I just – it'll be very curious to see, um, you know, how how geared up. And the one thing that, that Bama does – I mean, well, no. The one thing that, that LSU can really do well is at the back end is, is cover – um, so I think that's something to, to, to be able to match up with Bama. They're still going to have to float some extra coverage because those guys are so talented. But I, I just think LSU is kind of built to be able to make a couple plays here or there to keep this close. So I'm taking the Tigers. Show. This is obviously the best offense Saban's ever had. Um, Bama's D does have some holes. I just I just don't think LSU can exploit them. LSU does have a very good secondary, as you mentioned. Um I just can't go against what I've seen. I think Bama gets off to a fast start, and that crowd gets quiet. And not betting it at fourteen and a half. At fourteen, I might have, but uh, I'm still going to take Bama here. You know where I'm at here. I'm always a Bama boy, just like the Buckeyes. So I'm going to go Bama here. It is. It is really a shocking number. It, 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 a reflection of what Alabama's done all year to be on the road at LSU at night, 
14 and a half points they're giving up. So it, it is a tough number. I don't disagree with you, Sean, but I'm looking at two things here. It's it's a Bama D who's not necessarily as good as teams they've had in the past five years or so, or at least under Saban. It's not possible to move the ball on them. But LSU, third downs, Burroughs at quarterback, he throws for yards, not touchdowns. So he's a 54% pass completer. Completer. They don't get third downs. They were, they've been 3-16 and 16 this year. They were 4-17 and 17 against Florida in their loss. Bama gives up 30% on third downs. I just don't see it. I, Burroughs hasn't even thrown a touchdown or didn't throw a touchdown in the month of October. So I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with them. That's my spot. Give me Bama by... Good shit. Um, Nice stats are one thing I would add, though. Uh, They were like five for five against Georgia on fourth down. Um, So sometimes those third down stats are a little misleading because if you're playing for two down, two downs to get a first down, it can throw those stats off. But uh, fair point and fair stats on on those numbers. But considering that game, too, on on that fourth down, percentage they didn't win the game they still lost to florida so who knows how many uh, no i'm not saying florida i'm sorry i meant um georgia at home okay. they were i think they were five for five halfway through the third quarter or something like that but um moving on ou big game for them uh, at least to stay in the hunt they're heading to texas tech texas tech is getting 13 at home I'll take this game out of the gate. I love this game this week. I'm taking Texas Tech. I just I like this spot for them. I think uh, OU probably squeaks one out, but I, I think it's up and down, and I think um, Tech puts up enough points to cover that line. So um, I like the close one here, and uh, give me Tech. Show. I'm with you. Uh, Texas Tech does have a improved defense. It's still not great, but I think they can get enough stops here. Slow down Oklahoma. Uh, this game will be decided if Texas Tech can convert to third downs. Bowman doesn't really stretch the field, but in that system, it's just a lot of dink and dunk and almost almost like an option passing game. So if they can um, stay on the feed, field there, um, yeah, I just think this is too many points because Texas Tech is going to score against Oklahoma's defense. I'll take the plus third Barky. I'd look at this game initially and I'd say, okay, I'm going to take Lincoln Riley over Cliff Kingsbury any day of the week, but we're not we're not talking about an even line or even anything close to it. We're talking about 13. Um, so that's kind of thrown to the wind. That aside, I don't think Texas Tech's going to be able to run the ball well enough to, you know, pull Oklahoma enough out of their out of their secondary formations to where they're going to be able to stay within 13. That's really where I'm at with it. I don't love this game. I don't really like this line. Um, I'm reluctantly picking Oklahoma here, but uh, let's let's break up the consensus and uh, take them to cover the 13. So I blocked the last one. You blocked this one. Nader, what do you got in this? Yeah, so for me, neither of these teams put pressure on the quarterback. Texas Tech has 18 sacks on the year. Um, Oklahoma's even worse with 16. They don't really get into the backfield too well, even though I agree with Shell. Texas Tech's defense is obviously a little bit improved, but that's not saying much. That being said, um, I think it's going to be an up-and-down game. What's the over-under on this? 76 and a half. So with with the 13 points, um, I think Texas Tech is going to keep it close enough and get a cover there. I don't, I don't like them like Sean Z does for the win. I wouldn't sprinkle the pixie dust on it, but I'll take Texas Tech. Here's what else. I'm going to say one more thing about this game. We talked about Michigan-Ohio State. I think that Oklahoma is still relatively in play here. If Michigan – 
wins out, they're in automatically. There's no doubt about it. But I think that Oklahoma could still play themselves in if, say, maybe Ohio State wins. Um, they might have. A I absolutely there, so agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, the Cardinal, the tree, heads to. Uh, to Washington to take on the Huskies. Both these teams maybe had bigger ambitions than where they are. This is basically the the final nail in the in the coffin for the Pac-12 championship or a title. Any aspirations to go into the Rose Bowl? Uh, loser leaves town. So uh, Washington's laying ten. Show what he got in this. I've only got picked Stanford all this entire year, and it's not going to continue. Or yeah, it is going to continue. I'm sorry. I'm taking Washington here. Um, Stanford's their line and their running game has just been poor. Washington State has probably one of the best secondaries in the country, so I think they'll neutralize those large receivers there. Um, I hate laying ten here, hoping Jake Browning scores enough. But oh man, I hope they bounce back against Cal here. I'm going to take Washington. I thought you had flipped on Stanford last week. Um, I I contemplated betting them, but in the pod here, I, okay. I did not pick Stanford. I got you. So Shill Shill kind of took uh, with his last point the, the note that I had here on this game, and that's that Washington hates to score. Uh, that's not a good recipe for success. So they've really struggled. It's going to come down to Browning. I'm going to take Stanford in this game. Uh, I've kind of ridden them with the success they've had throughout so the season, especially Oregon. Some other good wins they've had. Washington does have a, a fairly good secondary, but they don't generate nearly enough pressure and not enough pressure that I think they'll need to in this game um, to, to keep them out of rhythm in the air. Stanford side of the ball. So give me Stanford to cover the 10. Uh, not, a, not a great line, but uh, I like them. Memphis, Matt? Yeah. And it's a lot of points, and I don't think we uh, – I. I don't love this game, and everybody knows it's well-documented, my displeasure with Jake Browning and the decline of his collegiate career. Um, but Shill made a good point with the Stanford running game just is not what it is last year. Bryce Love and the offensive line have looked poor. Um, I really – oh, God, I hate Jake Browning. But um, you know what? The X factor for me is David Shaw. So give me Washington minus 10. There we go. Uh, that was my push too. Uh, I just – I think Washington – Holds on to that glimmer of hope to, to maybe make a Rose Bowl. So uh, I'm taking the Huskies in this one. I just think um, Stanford's kind of DOA. So um, moving on, last one. It's the, it's the wrap-up for the Pac-12. It's the um, unexpected leader. Uh, Washington State is hosting uh, Cal fresh off of the upset uh, of, of Washington last week. Washington State is laying 10 in this one. Uh, Farky, what do you got? Guys, I, I should be caned because I'm trying for the life of me to think about Washington State's head coaches. Oh, my God, it's State. Leach. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, that's what I would do right there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going away from Leach in this game. No way, no how. Not with not with the, uh, the good things they have on the horizon here for the season. I think the revenge angle is more of a media creation here. The, that doesn't really play much into my pick, but I am taking Washington State here at home to cover the 10. Uh, I just think they've got a lot of pop right now. Uh, they'll be well prepared. I'm not overly impressed with Cal, although they have bit me a couple weeks. But uh, give me Coach Leach this week here. Memphis, Matt. I'll tell you what, a little underrated um, defense in Cal. Uh, they've only given up 200 yards passing once this year, and it was to Herbert. Last four games, um only given up two touchdowns and five picks. 
throwing the ball. So I think we've got some value here with Cal's defense against Washington State. I'm not totally sold on Washington State as a as a you know a upper echelon team, and I think 10 points to a, a really stingy Cal defense is enough. So give me Cal getting the points on the road. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting, and, and certainly Cal um, was really strong last week and, and really the, even the week before that, shutting down Oregon State. But I go back to even the week prior to that and playing UCLA. Uh, they, they got 37 hung on them. A similar type offense that, frankly, is just run way better right now because of the players and the familiar, familiarity with the system. So I'm taking Leach. Wazoo here to cover the 10 and to win at home. They are a fade target coming up, but but just not this week. I think Cal's riding high from a big win last week, and it's it's a, a, a flip spot here. So, Shil, what do you got? I got nothing. Um, if these teams were playing somebody else, I'd probably be betting against both of them. Um, hate, hate this game. Uh, just give me the points. Give me Cal. All righty, there we go. So that wraps up the slate. Rundown quickly on consensus. We got OSU, FSU, A&M, Georgia, Iowa, and Florida. We've already got a Georgia bet in. Uh, what do we think on the rest of the consensus? I know there was a lot of reluctancy there with Iowa. It sounded like we were all in line on Florida, uh, even though um, Memphis Matt hates old Felipe and he's ugly. He still likes money. So uh, I think you were at least comfortable with that one, weren't you? Yeah, and hey, she'll – chimed in there he uh, you asked for additional comments she'll gave you some good ones so yeah I'm, I'm all in on the game all right well there we go um i don't know how or why and i thought we vowed this weeks back or certainly i know that i did is to not bet florida state but um i actually feel like it's a pretty good spot for them this week so i would certainly vouch for it and you can tar and feather me if they lose this one guys and we will sounds good i i i think we like AM. i think we like florida uh, Georgia's already in. I think we're good on those three. I think the other ones were kind of. I wasn't iffy on. iffy on. I'd like Ohio State and okay. and, and Florida State. So I'm fine I'll with leave it. that up to you guys, though. If you have any objections, I don't love the A and M Auburn game, but I I do okay. like Ohio State. All right, Ohio State's one then. I like. I think in. Shill, you and I we're, were for, right. I think we like A and M a lot. I, I know we. Farkas flipped into that one, so he might not be fully on board with it. No, no, no. I, I told you a few weeks ago, anything that we consensus for the sake of the season and after what we did last year, I would, will, and do that all these games every week. <laughs> so right now you're only down – well, you're down more than three, but you're 25 and 28, right? Yeah, but, I mean, good thing I'm like 47 and – Eight on the, all my other picks that I do. Oh, on my own. wow. Okay. <laughs> Humble brow. Uh, I know in NFL, we certainly had a very lucrative weekend last week um, on the NFL side of it, and I doubled it up with a nine and four last week. So I'll certainly take that. Me and uh, old Memphis Matt, as he was, you know, the last three week terror. You could be cutting a commercial right now, Memphis Matt, with the way that, you know, you watch some of these guys on the TV get. I've been hot. I'm not going to lie about it. <laughs> We're aware. Man, did I get did I get slaughtered oh, in the NFL my. on Sunday? Oh my! I love goodness. how you tried to take an angle like, oh yeah, it was just all these favorites one, and then it was like, what I, I, no no no, it's not favorites. It's if Vegas lose big, I lose big. I mean, it's just how it goes. Oh, I'm, I'm with the books. We 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 are on one wavelength. If Vegas got destroyed on Sunday, so I'm gonna get destroyed on Sunday. It's just how it rolls. I mean, I, I'm one. I, 
Vegas I mean, and I were yeah, really that's why when you go out there, truckers and randoms as he does, he now is like trying to fillet a whole city. Oh my god! I like I like how you and Vegas are on the same wavelength, but when you go out there, you lose a thousand on the craps table, loser. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, let, let, let me end with with uh, how how bad of a situation Dirk and his cause here because we talked about that a little bit. Uh, so toward the end of practice, Hunter Matthew Barber, who was also a suspected whistleblower, was attacked by Lee's, attempting to punch him in the face while two other teammates were fighting. Others intervened, trying to break it up, grabbed Barber's arms behind his back, and allowed Lee's to punch Barber repeatedly in the face leaving him with a black eye and needing multiple stitches to the forehead as well as a dislocated shoulder. They assaulted him. It's a, they literally I'll assaulted him. I'll, I'll say this. That, that is not what I wanted to hear. That's a little bit – but <laughs> I will say this. It's like a prison yard. Snitches get stitches, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It sounds like a good old-fashioned code red to me. <laughs> yeah, and Santiago was a substandard Marine. All right, so they, they handled it outside the that's unit. That's right. So we got five. Uh, let, let's just lay that out. Show. I know you got a couple others, and I threw one up there. Uh, do any any that you want to try and talk us into? I don't. I like Air Force. Uh, they're getting seven right now. Army's Army's been a team I've been on so much, and it just comes down to can teams stop the run? Well, Air Force sees it every week. I kind of like them, and you know, option versus option game. Uh, Eastern Michigan, I'm going to bet minus 13 and a half. Um, yeah, my uh, Reg- Reggie's on. on that. Reggie's on that as well. And then the other one throughout with was East Carolina getting 12. They can score enough, keep up with. Uh, unfortunately, we'd be betting against Memphis, which I know Farky's down with. But uh, Sean, you threw out the Colorado plus four game. Those are just two teams I don't know. Colorado didn't really play anybody. When they do, Arizona's off. Arizona for their first game showed a pulse. Uh, had a you know, good win against Oregon. I I don't I trust either team. I feel like Colorado so fell apart. The if, problem is, will they put it back together or not? Um, which I think is fair. The yeah, thing I, I don't mean, like about they were up thirty-one to three. And the thing I don't like Oregon about East Carolina. I think that line opened at like seventeen. There's been a ton of movement on that. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. I I think Air Force is my favorite uh, off the board. If you hold a gun to my head, I I will take Colorado. Um, I'm just I'd like you, I personally like I Eastern you Michigan too. That's, that's actually one that I kind of looked at um, a little bit deeper and, and it was intrigued with that. I like their defense. I think they create kind of short fields against Central Michigan. And uh, I don't know, I, I, it's just, you know, a, a directional war. I'll take the Eastern side, the East side, East Coast in this. So uh, what do you guys think, um, Farky or Memphis, Matt? Any objections to Colorado, um, Eastern Michigan? What do you guys think? Shell sold me on Air Force. I, I do. I'll rule with that Air Force game now. And then uh, Colorado is one that I was looking at on my own as well. Uh, you know, don't necessarily love it, but it just kind of identified it. But yeah, I, I like Shell's points on Air Force. Nader, I haven't had a chance to look at those games. I don't like Colorado, but um, you know, maybe I'll give them a, give them a once over tomorrow and come back around. All right, so maybe we'll come back on that. I think at the very least. Um, you know, a couple of us are interested in those three games. It's Eastern Michigan laying 13 and a half, Air Force getting seven, Colorado getting four at Arizona. Um, where's the Air Force game at? Um, I believe they're. Uh, sorry. Yeah, this right. is riveting. I know Eastern Michigan's at home, so that's that's why it's more comfortable with that that under two touchdown number too. 
But regardless, we'll tweet this out. We'll, we'll let you folks know. Uh, we're on at least, uh, what, five right now, potentially six, seven, um, you know, over the course of the weekend. So, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, you got the, the handle on it. We've been tweeting periodically through the week. Um, what we didn't touch on and we will when they make it back onto the docket is USC. And we'll come back on some of the early season stuff where we picked, um, you know, obviously we touched on He Gone. Uh, which we felt like Durkin was cheating, if memory serves me right. And um, you will also get into kind of some of the other the other preseason kind of commentary over-unders like we've talked about, as well as uh, who we picked in the playoff and where things kind of stand with that. So uh, more to come in, in future pods here, but anything else to add for you guys? No, just having dreams of uh, Memphis Matt wearing a diaper. Around. Well, it might be nightmares because uh, he's, he's three back from me and you and, and four back from Shill of the lead. So he's made a hard charge here. Uh, I think 11 and 2. Um, what is it? 11 and 2, 8 and 5, um, 9 and 4. I think 28 and 11 in the last There you three go. Weeks. So if you like money, you're following Memphis Matt. Does it come to an end this week? I guess we'll find out. So. Uh, for the rest of the crew. Hey, you know, you know what's interesting about that too, though, is that in the last three weeks we haven't had Memphis on this slate. That's true. I'm kind of off. Of, I'm I'm not riding so high on them right now. I'm a little disappointed in there. Yeah, they've done you wrong. So um, we'll have yeah. to see if they make it on in future slates here. So uh, for the rest of the guys, that'll do it all, uh, and um, put a bow on this bitch tonight. We out. Later. Later. All you washed up hoes trying to throw that pee. You just a big freak. You better not complain. When you hear these cocktails and you hear your name, if you a fake bitch.